Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour two. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this year's program, I'm actually going to jump to a phone call right here out of the gate. So I don't keep Lewis waiting. Lewis, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. How are you? Hey, Eric. Um, I want to talk about an old conversation that was had between Davy Crockett and an old farmer. Was the farmer told Davy Crockett, "It's not, it's not yours to give," and it would come down to support of this uh, fire that happened in the town and this widow, and it would have been easier for the congressional leaders to give a week's worth of pay out of their own pocket than to give. Uh, from the taxpayer, and the taxpayer uh, said he couldn't vote for Davy Crockett anymore because he wasn't uh, concerned about everybody paying versus him having to pay out of his pocket, and that goes today with this 87,000 agents of wanting to collect all this revenue for these government programs, and uh you know, our history is just amplifies that particular conversation today is that they're always running out of money because it's not theirs to take and it's not theirs to give. And uh, there's a character who used to be on TV all the time. He always talked about these government programs. You know, that guy used to wear the money thing on his jacket. I think his, I think his name was Lisco. And he would just tell all the government programs. But yet every government program is dipping into every single taxpayer pocket, and uh, we really need to hone in on this. And if Republicans want to win, that's one area they could really amplify. Yeah, look, I, I think that the the entire idea of this uh, appropriation and coming after people is it, it's it's one, it's bad, and two. Uh, we know the the Democrats are just going to weaponize the the IRS to come after people. I, I was actually distracted here for a minute, Lewis, on your story because I had totally forgotten about the story um, of what actually happened. And Davy Crockett, you will recall, had been in the United States House of Representatives, and Davy Crockett opposed a giving a um, congressional appropriation to a woman whose husband had been a military hero and died in the War of 1812. And his point was twofold. One, that um, the man had uh, already gotten government benefit and Every other person who fought in the War of 1812 had also gotten that government benefit. But then he recounted a story of uh, a fire in Georgetown during Crockett's first year. He was among several congressmen who rushed to the scene. He helped fight the fire. And the next morning, uh, Congress appropriated $20,000 for the relief of the fire victims because it was in Washington, D.C., controlled by Congress. Uh, Davy Crockett spoke in favor of it. There was some um, opposition to it. And Crockett went back to his home. And a farmer in his field had read the account, saw Crockett's name, 
and proceeded to explain to the congressman that it was not for the congressman to give the farmer's taxpayer dollars to a widow in Washington who had lost her home. And so it was then when Crockett returned later and there was the measure of paying additional money to the hero of the War of 1812 that Crockett said, uh, we shouldn't be spending the taxpayers' money to give additional funds to someone because we considered him a hero of the War of 1812 when he, like all the others, was in other ways a veteran doing his job and we've already appropriated other money. Congress itself shouldn't be funding a massive expansion of the IRS. And I, 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 I just, there's no data. That's why I'm hemming and hawing with my voice here as I try to think, what do I want to say? There's no data. There is no data. But I, I'm actually convinced that this is an issue that the GOP should weave into the economic stuff. That as you're working the gig economy, you're driving for Uber or Lyft, you're doing instant cart. The IRS wants to come after you now. You're trying to just make ends meet. You're trying to fill the void in income. And the IRS now wants to target you. It's all part of the economy. And I think that, I think there's an argument there. I want to shift to something else though. And by the way, more than welcome to call in 877-973-7425. I don't know if you know who Stuart Stevens is. He's a was a Republican strategist. He's now with the Lincoln Project, which should kind of tell you everything. He worked for multiple Republican presidents and presidential campaigns, including um, Mitt Romney, John McCain, and others. I saw Stuart Stevens retweet a woman who was complaining that uh, Republicans say they're for small government, but they are interfering with her uh, control of her body and the books her kids read in school. There's basically a diatribe of a progressive trying to turn uh, arguments Republicans make against them. I found it notable Stuart Stevens would retweet this because he's very hostile to the GOP these days. And I take it and several other things from Steve Schmidt, Stuart Stevens, and others as admissions against interest that they were never really committed to the things they tried to sell the people. Over time, I think it it can take a while, but I think over time, the American people get pretty good at sussing out the BS and the con artists. They get pretty good at at figuring out who's playing them. It takes some time. It takes some time. You can be convinced for years that someone is is truthful and on your side and only later realize you're being taken advantage of. And that's when you tend to become most violently angry and there's a backlash. Stuart Stevens worked for a number of Republican candidates and they all claimed to be pro-life. They all claimed they would advance the pro-life cause. They all claimed they were committed to the issue. And yet, see, I, I just, I, I look at this tweet from Stuart Stevens um, recirculating that this woman who is is of the left, in fact, let's see, I think I screenshotted it. Let me see if I can, 
if I can find the particular tweet that she said. It was one in a series of tweets that she had made. Yeah, I live in a state that's been under a Republican supermajority for two decades, and you need to hear this. The party that claims to stand for freedoms told me what I can and cannot do with my body. They've limited what my kids can learn and what their teachers can teach. Well, of course they have. Why? Because... The teachers have been indoctrinating the kids, not teaching the kids. It's not your body you're trying to do something to. It's someone else's body who just happens to be in you because you made a choice to have a sexual encounter and get pregnant. I'm sorry, that's cruel. With the exceptions of rape, that is what happens. You consent to have sex. You might get pregnant. It's a choice you've made. And Stuart Stevens is retweeting this a man who worked for multiple Republican presidents and presidential candidates. My point in in focusing on this is that I don't think the Republican Party has really come to terms with what's happening in this American political realignment we're seeing, where frankly, there actually are some terrible candidates who have gotten elected in primaries, but the whole point of them getting elected in Republican primaries is to purge people that the Republicans had lost faith in, whether it was Liz Cheney or, or other people that I like or dislike, they tossed these people out. They wanted someone who was more in line with their current values. And you could look at it and say, these are crazy people who cannot win, but the point is not so much that they will or will not win, but that the other person is lost because the party's moving in a different direction. To some degree, the party's moving away from even me into something I'm not sure I'm comfortable with, but in the choice between two parties, still more comfortable than the other side. And along the way, what we're seeing is a lot of consultants who tried to maintain the establishment line of patting pro-lifers on the heads while ridiculing behind their back. They're kind of the ones who helped make Donald Trump possible. Donald Trump became a thing, not because of Trump per se himself, but because the Republican Party had been patting a bunch of people in the base on the head and then stabbing them in the back regularly. I know multiple Republican senators who have had encounters with friends of mine who were deeply, deeply condemnatory and critical of pro-lifers and yet would go to all the pro-life dinners and accept their awards and pat them on the head and say how pro-life they were. I love Jesus and babies, Jesus and babies, and then behind the scenes disparaging of the pro-lifers. At some point, you start to figure out they don't really like us. And well, the Republican base decided they didn't like those Republicans, and they got Donald Trump to come in a bull in a china shop, wreck the shop, and then burn it all down on the way out the door. And a lot of these Republican consultants who used to have a seat at the table, they don't. And so what are they trying to do now? Well, they hate the Republican Party. And they don't hate the Republican Party because they hate these people per se. They hate the Republican Party because they don't have a seat at the table anymore. If they could still whisper in the ears of these groups, They would, but these groups never liked them to begin with. And now suddenly the groups they've always never liked are in charge and don't want to give them a seat at the table. And so they're like, we're going to go to the Lincoln Project and we're going to fight it. Well, they don't care that you're going to fight it because they're still fighting it too. And the more you wreck it, the better it is for them. Because in the rubble, they've got better odds of coming to power than you do. But there are some quibbling points I have in all of this. 
take their criticisms of Mitch McConnell. I will. I am second to none in my criticisms of Mitch McConnell. I one time ridiculed Mitch McConnell for comparing himself or getting other people to compare him to Darth Vader. McConnell loves to be compared to Darth Vader. And I one time wrote a piece that actually went viral on the Internet about Mitch McConnell comparing himself to the man who twice lost the Death Star and was ultimately killed by his son. Not a good comparison there, Mitch. But now you've got a lot of people who have filled the void of these consultants who were betraying the base with a group of consultants who are of the base and now trying to do the exact same thing. Pit the base against the party, keep them fractured so that they can keep making money and get all the attention and the clout. So I'm seeing people on the right attacking Mitch McConnell, saying McConnell would rather be the minority leader than be the majority leader in the Senate, which if you know anything about Mitch McConnell, that's stupid, and only unthoughtful people who are playing you could make that statement. But they're saying it. But if you actually look at the data, guess what? Mitch McConnell is writing multi-million dollar checks to try to win Senate seats, and the Trump campaign team and the Trump super PAC, they're not writing any money. Sean Hannity the other day, this is a quote Jim Garrity pointed out. Democrats are painting Republican Senate candidates in upcoming elections and midterms as cruel and out of touch. Well, apparently, Senator Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is content to leave them out to dry and fend for themselves. In other words, it's Mitch McConnell's fault if the Republicans don't take the Senate. So McConnell has spent $28 million just in Ohio to help J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, by the way, has spent $3 million. Mitch McConnell has spent $28 million on that seat. The Trump super PAC has spent barely anything. Who's spending the money for the Republicans to get the Senate? It's Mitch McConnell, not Donald Trump. These Republican consultants who caused the party to go with Trump needed to be driven from the party. And now that they're gone, they're openly showing how much contempt they had for all of us who were pro-life, limited government, social conservatives, Christians. They, they dripped with contempt the whole time. We all knew it. Now we know for sure because they've seen it. But what seeded the void are a bunch of grifters on the right who want you to continue to be divided from the Republican Party so that they themselves have power. And part of that is they're going after McConnell, a man I've criticized my entire career. But they're criticizing him in ways the facts don't measure up. You can't go after McConnell and say he wants to be the minority leader when McConnell has spent $28 million alone in Ohio and tens of millions of dollars more in other states. This is just the reality of it. If you're going to purge the party of the grifting establishment hacks, you should not allow the grifting base hacks to fill the void. And unfortunately for a lot of us, that's what's happening. People who just want your money and to pat you on the head. And that's going to end badly for all of us as we move forward unless we exercise some real discernment. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some in our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. And they're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bowling Branch where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bowling Branch, 
They're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bull and Branch uses the highest quality threads on Earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California king. You will feel the difference. And they're 100% free from toxins. No pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. By the way, if you text the word DATA to 33777, you can subscribe to the daily email. If you do the $7 a month thing, you get the show notes email. Otherwise, you just subscribe for free. You get my morning writings. And I didn't write anything this morning for a variety of reasons, but normally I do. And you get all of that, and you get all the exclusives, you get the videos, you get the, the interviews, you get a lot of stuff. Text DATA to 33777. Uh, let's see here. I Can I squeeze in a phone call here? I believe I can. Ray, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, there's so many things to talk about. Shameless faux Biden would be one, but I don't really talk about him. The election, I think, is the most important thing. And it, it would be a shame for the Republicans to skip out on an opportunity with the IRS. Uh, you're guilty till proven innocent. And that being said, uh, it's Barney Fife used to say, nip it in the bud, but either right. this election or the next election. There was an article in Reader's Digest many, many years ago about some of the horror stories of the IRS. Now, after that, the uh, tax later, Taxpayers' Bill of Rights came along. But it's still – the power that they have is unbelievable. And it's just that time is on their side. Uh, you know, if anything's past due, you, you owe interest, and they don't. So there's a lot of things that are that way. But as far as the parties, the – Republicans need to get a hold of the uh, the language of this. And, you know, you've got two parties, and one believes all things good come from God, and the other one believes all things good comes from government. So it's, you know, you want to trust the people to do what is right, just like mm-hmm. a jury. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, the sooner, better than later and strike. Yeah, while yeah, the you know, I, we've we've got to figure out the languaging to make it and tie it to the economy. The Democrats general distrust of the middle class, their desires to audit the middle class and expand the IRS and send them after Americans. I I think there's a way to turn this on its head against the Democrats. And the GOP really needs to put their mind to doing it. It's going to become a big issue over time. And I think it plays directly into people's concerns about the economy. 877-973-7425 is the phone number. You know, one other thing I haven't talked about, and I had it in my my, um, stack of stuff. There's a guy I was on stage with out in Nevada when I went out for Freedom Fest. His name's Ben Swan. Axios has a story, and the AJC has a story today about him. Um, $5 million, 
uh, going to produce uh, anti-American, anti-NATO propaganda, it appears, or some such like that. Uh, $5 million, four shows, each of which will consist of 50 episodes. The Russians are paying the money. The Russians are paying him. Uh, the topics uh, will be mirroring Russian state talking points on the pernicious roles of the U.S. and NATO in global affairs. They've got an American, the Russians have, paying him $5 million to produce documentaries on the Internet echoing Russian propaganda about the United States and NATO. Why would any American do that? Welcome. It is Eric Erickson, as JJ says, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program, I got a quick TV show recommendation if you have Apple TV. I started watching this TV show called Severance. It's Apple TV Plus. And I saw the first episode one night. I was on my back porch watching TV late at night. I've heard people buzz about this show. I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. I am halfway through the first episode. Like this is horrible. I can't believe I'm watching this. I'm texting Charlie and Philip at like 1130 PM. It's like, don't ever watch this show. This is terrible. I can't believe I'm watching this. And then I kept watching. I'm just going to say it's one of the best shows I've seen in the last year. It is a really, you got to get through the first few episodes. If you can make it, there are nine episodes. If you can make it to the fourth episode, watch the first three. It, the, the show builds really, really slow. And the first two episodes are kind of, uh, I mean, brought to you by the letters W, T, and F. And then you get into the third episode and you got to see through to the fourth episode. Once you get past the fourth episode, you can't stop watching. It's just this, this thing has now taken on a life of its own. Uh, it's in motion. It's become the tragic tale of this guy uh, to this ensemble cast that is rushing forward to uh, realize they've got to take action against a cult. And it, it is remarkably well done. If you're not familiar with the idea of the show, the concept is, is kind of odd and interesting. It's people who work in an office and they are severed. They have a procedure done to their brain and it creates an inner self, an inner self and an outer self, an innie and an outie. And the outie self, the person who roams the community and lives, has no memory or knowledge or recollection of anything that happens during the day at work. And the any self, the inward self, has no knowledge of anything that happens outside of the office. So every day you just open the elevator and you're at the office and that's your memory of the day. And you're, you end the day with the elevator closing. That's it. That's your entire life. You don't know whether you have a wife or kids, what your car looks like, nothing. And people on the outside, you on the outside have no idea. You're, you begin your day by seeing the elevator close 
and after you've left the house and then you you leave and and so you have no memory of anything that happens in the office it is such a weird concept and it took a couple of episodes to get into the show but my gosh i saw the season finale last night and i'm ready for season two it was really really good um highly recommend severance on apple tv plus it's kind of dark it's also very funny but it's kind of dark all right i gotta move on to other stuff I think so. I, I I've been spinning. I didn't intend for this to be thematic. It's I I rarely sit down to plan a day show and think the entire day is going to be an overwhelming theme. And it's not really, but it is today. Natural gas prices are on a fourteen-year high. They have skyrocketed this year alone. Um, it is really really expensive now it's actually the highest natural gas price we've seen in the last decade not only that but we're also seeing in europe european regulators are now walking back their desire to extend nuclear power and they want to go to other things do you know what that one of the number one searches in germany is on google right now sources of wood because they're thinking they're going to start chopping down trees for fire this winter because gas prices, natural gas prices are so high. Power bills are going up. This is a real problem. Winter is coming. Not, not, not to be all Game of Thrones on you. And by the way, I did not watch the the relaunch or the, the of the prequel last night. But winter is coming in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's going to be a cold winter. And for all the talk about global warming, they're forecasting a cold winter. And natural gas prices are going up in Europe. They're banning people from taking hot showers, hot water heaters. You got to boil your water if you want a warm bath because you're not going to be able to have one coming out of the faucet. They're remotely turning off water heaters in Germany. In this country, uh, outside of a few states where you've put a, a smart thermostat in your house, they don't have that ability. But your power bills are going up. My power bill has gone up, and I'm in a state that, that isn't relying on natural gas, but it is coal. We're about to have nuclear in Georgia. They're, they're getting solar and wind. But here's the problem. Uh, solar and wind can't keep up with the demand. Solar and wind cannot keep up. Solar and wind are not baseload power. As I've mentioned before, baseload power is the power you can flip a switch and that power comes on when there's a massive demand. The world is overwhelmingly still run by coal and natural gas. That's how the world is powered. So environmentalists want us to get off of this, but we can't transition fast enough to it. And if we did try to transition fast enough to it, we couldn't handle baseload. This all gets back to the economy. I mentioned a few months ago, there are several major plants, including the America's largest aluminum producer in the country. They're having to shut down factories because they can't afford the power bills. They can't afford the natural gas bill anymore. It does not make economic sense for them to continue pursuing the sale of aluminum, given the amount of money they're spending on the natural gas to heat the uh, refinery capacity to melt the aluminum. They're having to shut it down. The environmental vision 
is failing before our eyes. The media is too invested in the environmental vision. The media is way too invested in the idea of switching to solar and switching to wind. But in practical daily terms, it's more expensive and it doesn't work all the time. It's been raining at my house today. Solar panels, not going to work. By the way, it's been raining pretty much straight down. There's not a lot of wind. Wind turbines wouldn't work either. But the coal-burning power plant up the road from me is producing power today. Texas has had this problem. We've seen those blackouts in Texas when their baseload power couldn't keep up during that cold snap last year. We could come back to this. And then you've got all these people on the left, including Jennifer Granholm and others, trying to tell you, well, just go weatherize your home. We'll give you a tax credit. Do you know the way a tax credit works? I, I, honest to goodness, if you haven't paid taxes, if you're not in the tax bracket to pay taxes, it was years before I was making money and understood what a tax credit actually was versus a tax deduction. So a tax deduction just to keep the numbers round. Let's say you make $100,000 a year and you get a tax deduction of $5,000 for uh, you're, you're married and you're the only one working, so take $5,000 out of that. So now your gross pay comes down to $95,000. And then you get two kids. Let's give you another $5,000 for each of that. So that's $10,000. So now your gross pay is considered $85,000. Then you give a charitable deduction for $1,000, so now you're at $84,000. Now you pay taxes on that $84,000. That's all of your deductions. Your deductions reduce your overall gross income for tax, tax purposes. It becomes from your gross income to your taxable income. And your taxable income is after your deductions. So now you pay taxes on that $84,000. Well, let's just take 10% again, keep the math easy. So you, on your $84,000, you pay $8,400 in taxes. And then the government gives you a credit of $5,000. What the credit does is it offsets your total tax liability. So you owe on your adjusted gross income $8,400. The government gives you a $3,000, let's say $5,000 tax credit. So now you only pay in taxes $3,400. Your $8,400 tax bill minus the $5,000 tax credit becomes a $3,400 bill. You're credited a value of money. So when the government gives you a 30% tax credit on solar panels, let's say the solar panels cost you $30,000, your tax credit will be $9,000. The government's not going to write you a check back, usually. Maybe they will. I haven't seen the actual language. But let's say you owe $10,000 in taxes. Okay, so you get a $9,000 tax credit for weatherizing your house. Okay, so you still owe the government $1,000. Now, typically, though, because of the amount of money and the caps on income, it's not going to be someone who owes $10,000 in federal taxes that's getting this tax credit. 
because the tax credit's for the middle class. So it's going to be someone who owes the government $2,000. They're going to get a $9,000 tax credit. Maybe they'll get some money back from the government. But here's the problem. Let's say it costs just, just in real terms. I don't know what it costs. But let's say it costs just $5,000. Just $5,000 to put solar panels on your house. $5,000. Okay. You've got to come up with that $5,000. And then the government's only going to give you back 30% of that. So the government's going to give you back, what, $1,500? So you're still going to be out of pocket over $3,000? If you're in the middle class, do you have $3,000? Actually, do you have $5,000 to spare up front knowing that uh, you'll get back $1,500 next year on your taxes? Because you don't get the tax credit immediately. You don't get the tax credit immediately. You get the tax credit when you file your taxes next year. Do you have $5,000 today to spend on solar panels? Anybody? Do you have $5,000? That's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, You don't have the money out of pocket now. And what the government's proposal for the Green New Deal is, is for you to spend your money now that you do not have so that you not only save money in the future, but that you also get a tax credit back on your taxes when you file your taxes next year. You don't have the $5,000 now. That $5,000 could go to your health care costs. It could go to fill up your car with gas. It could go to pay your power bill, all these other things you need the money for. And yet this is how the stuff is structured by the government. And now the government, because of its war on fossil fuels is seeing natural gas costs higher than they have been in the last decade. And that's someone poor somewhere who's going to have to pay their natural gas bill in New England. Now, I said earlier that um, Georgia is going to have nuclear power. Um, I just got an email from a listener saying, actually, we already have some nuclear power plants in Georgia. Good. We've got coal plants. We've got nuclear plants. They're building a massive solar farm near me, massive solar panels, and it wouldn't work on a day like this. You're not going to generate power from solar panels on a day like this. We're headed into a crisis, an environmental crisis led by environmentalists who want us to recede in history to the dark ages. It all ties into the economy. The Republicans don't seem to have a clue on how to tie all of this stuff together between IRS audits and high gas prices and high power bills coming. And it's all because of the left's policies. Putting these people in charge is not only wrecking the economy, it's driving up our costs and there's going to be hell to pay. And they better figure out exactly how they're going to message this stuff moving forward because they've got to message this stuff. They've got to be able to break through to the American public, stop talking about Liz Cheney and Donald Trump and focus on the economy and the costs that are coming to the American people who are not going to be able to keep their lights on come this winter because they won't be able to afford the bills. And are they going to choose heat or darkness? They will choose heat and live in the dark. And that's not good. They won't even be able to plug up their Eden Pure Thunderstorm and clean the air without because of the gas and, and power prices. But you should get them now while you still can. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack, you can get three of them for less than $200, and they wipe out 
odors, eliminate odors. They also get rid of the dust and the pollen that's floating in the air, but they wipe out odors so well. I keep one in my suitcase and travel with it. What you should do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code ERIC3 on the front of the website, and you can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You will save $200. You will get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your RV or your suitcase like I do for when you're traveling in the hotel room or the rental car stinks. It'll wipe out those odors. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Let's see if I can squeeze a phone call in. Uh, Leonard, let's go to you next. Welcome. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me on your show. I'd sure. like to make a comment about, uh, about solar panels on the roof of your house. Uh, presumably, they're going to be fastened securely. So how are you going to replace the roof? of your house when it goes bad and all roofs do eventually go bad with all these solar panels on the roof of your house. What's that going to cost? And then you got to put them back after. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Leonard, listen, I, that's actually a, a question I don't know the answer to. And it's one I've wondered, I'm sure I have a smart listener out there who can send us the information, but yeah, if the, if the solar panels are on your roof and I guess, I don't know, do you just, lock them down so they don't get leaks under them so you replace the the shingles around them or do you have to take them off and i it, i don't quite get it um and i know by the way i i do know a number of people who have solar panels on their roofs and and i'm, I'm totally fine if you want to do this if you want to get a solar panel on your house and lower your energy prices go for it by all means i'm happy for you to do it but to tell poor people and lower middle class people that if you'll just put solar panels on your roofs, many of them are renters and can't, by the way, thanks to the Biden economy, but assuming they own their house, if they have the money, and I know there are some companies out there that will essentially give you the solar panels to put on your roof. They'll give you some power out of it and then they sell the excess back uh, so that they lower your costs that way, but not everybody's situated that way. And by the way, I thought we needed trees. And if your house is surrounded by a bunch of trees, how are you going to get the solar panels to work? I mean, like, I would love to put some solar panels on my house, but I'm not cutting down my oak trees in order to put solar panels on my house. I would rather the oak trees keep my house shaded and cool uh, from the sun than put the solar panels on top uh, to power my air conditioner to fire up even more since I cut down the trees. I mean, listen, you do you when it comes to solar power. I don't really care, but I think it's a little bit tone deaf to tell poor people that they need to save money by putting solar panels on their house, and here's your rebate credit that you can take advantage of next year when you file your taxes, assuming you owe taxes. It That's not the way the world works. And then for major power companies to invest so much in solar power, when there are times of day called nighttime where they don't work without any, any, I just, it, it, the whole thing seems like virtue signaling madness to me. If you want to put them on your house, though, there are people in my neighborhood who have put them on their house. I'm kind of jealous. They're probably saving money compared to what my power bill is. And I don't want to cut down my trees to be able to put the solar panels on the roof. But then Leonard raises a good question. What then happens when I got to replace my roof later? What happens to the solar panels? Some of you may have answers. And some of you may want to keep talking about them. Happy to take your phone calls when we come back. 
7425. And also, we must talk about the latest thing that is racist. The phrase, the American dream, when used by non-white people who like Donald Trump.